the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord and welcome to the program. We are having uh, some slight technical difficulties, so we're working on it right now, but we're going to start the show anyway. And let's start the show in prayer. Let's just put this before the Lord and just uh, ask the Lord to totally and completely take over tonight. Uh, Father, we thank you, Lord. We praise you, Father. We glorify your name. And we thank you, Lord, that no matter what, Father, we will continue. We will go forward, Lord. We will just just seek you and seek your desire and seek your will. Seek your power for tonight, Lord. Seek your blessing for tonight. I just pray, Father, that tonight your blessing would be released upon your people, upon each and every listener, Lord, that each and every prayer request, Lord, would be would be answered, that each and every question would have an answer, Lord, for the truth, Lord, that your word would be spoken, Lord, Lord, that just your name would be glorified and all would be done, Lord, to further your kingdom. Father, I just pray your blessing upon this time. Holy Spirit, take over and do all that you desire. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, again, you are listening to the Gypsy Christian Hour. I want to thank you for joining us tonight at this late night. It's uh, it's midnight, uh, the beginning of our Lord's Day. So thank you for, for making this the first stop on your uh, uh, day of worship. And we just want to worship the Lord tonight. We want to praise him and worship him and just seek him in his word and in prayer. And I just want to remind you, of a scripture that that we use all the time in church. It's Psalm 121. It says, I lift up my eyes to the mountains. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. He will not let your foot slip. He who watches over you will not slumber. Indeed, he who watches over Israel will neither slumber or sleep. The Lord watches over you. The Lord is your shade at your right hand. The sun will not harm you by day, nor the moon by night. God is in control. God is in total and complete control, and he watches over us, and he is where our help comes from. You know, the, the world wants us to look to the world. The, Lord wants to, the world wants us to look to ourselves, to our own power and our own abilities, but we look to the Lord for each and every problem, for each and every circumstance, for all of our needs. So I encourage you tonight to call in with your prayer requests. We are here in studio. We are a live program. We're here in studio tonight taking your calls. We'll be talking about the Bible 
So call in tonight with your with your prayer requests. Call in tonight with your uh, Bible questions, Bible topics, whatever you want to talk about tonight concerning Christianity, concerning the Lord, concerning world religions, whatever is on your heart tonight, whatever is on your mind, let's talk about it and seek the Lord for the answer to your question. The number is one eight 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 nine nine five 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 two. That's one eight 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 nine nine five 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 two for the live on the air calls for your uh prayer requests, for your Bible questions, Bible topics, whatever's going on uh, that you need to talk about, that you want to just put before the Lord, call in tonight. The number is 1-888-995-5552 for the live on-the-air calls. Really, we want to we just go before the Lord because, you know, in First uh, John, it tells us, this is the confidence that we can have before him. That if we pray according to his will, we know that he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, we know that we have the requests that we ask from him. So have that confidence. Have the confidence to know that God hears your prayers. Have the confidence to know that God will answer your prayers. But it takes you to reach out and seek him. And the way you seek him tonight is by picking up that phone and dialing one eight eight eight. 995-5552 and saying, let's pray. Here's what's going on in my life, Sammy. And we want to pray. We want to seek the Lord for, for this circumstance, for this healing, for whatever's going on. Call in tonight. The number is 1-888-995-5552 for your prayer requests, Bible questions, uh, topics, whatever. So again, call in. We want to remind you also that uh, we get together every Friday night for a prayer and for worship. So if you're looking for somewhere to, to, to come and just be before the Lord, just come before him with your prayers, come before him with praise, worship. We want to get in the Lord's presence. And that's what we do on Friday nights. We seek God's presence. We seek to be before him and worship and just pray and seek him. So it's a prayer and worship meeting on Friday nights in Arcadia. And I invite you Friday nights at 8 o'clock to come out to 805 North 1st Avenue, that's 805 North 1st Avenue in the city of Arcadia. It's really easy to get to. It's right off the 210 freeway. So come into the Pasadena Arcadia uh, area on the 210 freeway. Get off at Santa Anita Avenue. Go north one block to Foothill Boulevard. Make a right. Go one more block to 1st Avenue. Make another right, and you'll see us halfway down the street before you get to the underpass. You'll see us at the corner of Forest and 1st Avenue in the city of Arcadia. That's 805 North 1st Avenue in the city of Arcadia, Friday nights at 8 o'clock. And <clears throat> continuing all this month, uh, Pastor Sako will be bringing the word. He'll be doing a special teaching, a special series. He started last night, and he's going to be continuing uh, all this month. So come out, and let's worship together. Let's seek the Lord together. Let's just get in his word together. It's Friday nights at 8 o'clock. I know it's a week away. Yatin <coughs> I know it's a week away, but mark your calendar. You know, make a point of setting up, of, of knowing that that's where you're going to be. You're going to be in church on Friday night, seeking the Lord in prayer and worship. You're going to be in church. So come out and visit. Come out and be with us for worship. Uh, uh, Friday nights, 8 p.m., 805 North 1st Avenue in the city of Arcadia. 
Friday nights at 8 p.m. And then Sunday mornings, uh, it's L.A. Uh, I'm sorry, it's the Hills Church. We get together uh, every Sunday morning at 10 a.m. So if you're looking for a church to visit or looking for a church uh, to make your home, we'd love to see you Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. Pastor Walter Hoffman is the pastor at the Hills Church. So it's the same address, 805 North First Avenue. So come out and worship Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. Also, uh, I want to remind you that, uh, let's see, what we have. Okay, we're going to take our first caller. We're, uh, we're working on, uh, on getting the, uh, the computer up again. But right now, we are on uh, pen and paper system. Over here at the radio, uh, technology works, but when it doesn't, you go back to paper and pencil. So let's take our first phone call and talk to Ecta, Ertha, Ertha. Okay, hey Ertha, you're on the air. How can we help you tonight? Well, I don't. Ha- oh, there we go. Hey Ertha, hi. Pray for myself and my entire family, especially for the healing touch of Jesus Christ. Amen. My my family, I have a cousin that went to bed, could see you well, and got up totally blind the following day. And I'm asking you to please help me pray for his recovery, that God will bring back his sight. Amen. Amen. Well, Father, we just come before you. I'm healing touch for myself and my other family members that are healed also. Amen. Well, Father, we come before you, Lord. And, Lord, we... We come before you first for Eartha, Lord. Lord, that you would heal her, Lord. That you would just bless her, Lord, with the, with the miraculous healing of the touch of your hand. Lord, that from the crown of her head to the soles of her feet, Lord, that she would enjoy the blessings of a mighty and awesome God who is able to do exceedingly and abundantly beyond what we ask, Lord. We ask for healing, but you know all that needs to be done in Eartha's life, Lord. And I I just pray, Lord, that she would enjoy that blessing, that we would enjoy that blessing, Lord, of knowing that you are hearing our prayers, Lord. You're answering our prayers, Lord. We look to, to you, Lord. Where does our help come? Our help comes from the Lord. Our help comes from a mighty and powerful God who created the universe and created us. You created earth as Lord and you created every one of us, Lord, and you know the functions of our bodies. You know the, the healings that we need, Lord, and we just pray for earth right now, Lord. And we pray for our cousin, Lord, that you would restore his sight. Father, so many have lost sight, Lord. So many have lost the ability to see, Lord. But we want to see clearly, Lord, spiritually and physically, Lord. That eyes would be opened, Lord. That vision would be restored, Father. So we stand in the gap, Lord, for, for her cousin. And we just come to you now, Lord, and seek your blessing, your healing. In the mighty name of Jesus, we thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. 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 God bless you, Eartha. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, thank you. Thank you for calling. All right. Bye. Thank you. And you know, it is such an honor that people call in and ask for prayer. So... I love that you give us the opportunity to pray with you, to pray for you. So I just pray that you would continue to call in. The number is one eight 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 nine nine five 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 two. That's for your prayer request. Call in and let's just pray and seek the Lord for whatever is on, on your heart and whatever you need in your life. It's one eight 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 nine nine five 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 two. And uh Again, that, that number is for also your questions. If you have a question about the Bible, about Christianity, about the cults, uh, the occult, the world, relig- world religions, whatever's going on, whatever question you have on your mind tonight, I'd love the opportunity to seek God's word for the answer to your question. The number is one eight 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 nine nine five 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 two. Let's go to line two, and we're going to talk to Elizabeth. Hi, Elizabeth. You're on the air. How can we help you tonight? 
question. Okay. When when Moses, when he was up in the mountain and then they built that golden calf, who instigated it? It wasn't, was it Aaron? Mm. Well, you know, it, it was, you know, Moses was up there for 40 days. And, and they and they kind of got anxious. Like, yeah. where's Moses? What's going on here? Did he leave us? Is he gone? You know, and they kind of thought, well, we got to fend for ourselves here. You know, and it says the people came to Aaron and said, uh, make us a, a, a God that we can worship. And he said, uh, bring me all of the, your gold earrings and your gold jewelry. And he melted the gold and he made a, 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 a golden calf. And they worshipped that. And as they were worshipping, Moses came down. And it's kind of uh, kind of ironic or funny that when uh, Moses asked Aaron uh, w- what happened, and he said, you know, well, you put the gold in the fire and this calf came out. You know, it was really, you know, Aaron kind of tried to pass the buck a little bit here. But it was the people. But the, how did Aaron, well, Aaron. Um, Aaron listened to the people. I, I mean, he he went along with it. But then how come, well, not how come, but he still got to be the leader and everything of that. Well, I think that, I think that uh, that goes to God's grace and his mercy, you know, that God is a God of second chances. And even though Aaron messed up, and even Miriam later on messed up, and, you know, uh, they, they had a, a, an issue with, uh, with leprosy because they rebelled against Moses, and God healed them. Because, you know, so, you know, we have a God of grace and we have a God of mercy who is a God of second and third and fourth and fifth and ultimate chances. You know, whenever we turn, you know, the, the, the thing about Aaron is he repented, you know, he, he repented and came back to the Lord and followed God after that. You know, so we have a God of grace. And, you know, even in <clears throat> even in the Old Testament, it was grace. You know, people said, well, how how are how were people saved? In the Old Testament, because Jesus hadn't come yet. Well, they were looking forward to the Messiah. We look back to the cross. They were looking forward to the cross. And it's the grace of the cross that saves. It's the grace of God's sacrifice, whether it was in the future or whether it's in the past. It's all about God's grace. It's all about the mercy that he showed on the cross. And did Aaron's line still get to be the priest? Well, I, I think uh, I think so. It was the, it was that line of the the Levites that became the priests. Is that from Aaron? I believe so. I'm not sure, but I think so. I think so. I think uh, the, the the Levitical line came through Aaron, even though he had done that. Huh? Even though you know, even though he had uh, uh, done such an egregious thing. And he made a golden calf, and the people worshipped, and the people suffered because of that. You know, I don't know how many people uh, died because of uh, of their their rebellion and their seeking a, another god, uh, going back to the god that they were most uh, acquainted with, the gods of of Egypt. You know, they they wanted to go back to something that they had that they had, uh, that they were familiar with, and they went back to a god that they knew from Egypt, the uh, the calf. You know, but again, it's God's. It's God's grace. And, you know, uh, even in the lineage of Christ, I mean, look at who is in the lineage of Christ. You had Rahab. You had Tamar. You had Ruth. These were women that all had very, uh, you know, for no other better way, they had major problems in their life. Rahab was a prostitute. Uh, uh, Ruth was a Moabite priestess. Uh, And and Tamar, I mean, she... uh, 
deceived uh, Judah. And, you know, do you, you understand what I'm saying? So it, it, it doesn't matter your past or what you've done. It matters what Christ has done, what Christ did for us. It was grace. All these women turned from their old life to a new life in Christ. Even though he hadn't come yet, even though he hadn't died on the cross yet, they died in faith looking forward to the Messiah, the God of Israel. Yeah, it just struck me, gee, that Aaron would leave it. Well, doesn't that give us hope? I mean, even if God could forgive Aaron, you know, (laughs) that should give us hope. That should give us joy because we can be forgiven. (laughs) Yeah. You know? Okay, thank you. Okay, Elizabeth. God bless. Thanks for your thanks for your question. Good question. Okay, bye bye. All right, bye bye. Let's go to our next caller, and we're going to talk to Jeremiah on line three. Hey, Jeremiah, how you doing? Hey, Sammy, how you doing? Doing okay. How can we help you tonight? How can we pray for you? Oh yes, Sammy. Uh, could you guys pray for us for us to get a house? Because it's been very hard, Sammy. It's very hard, and I know it's an attack from the Dujmano. And uh, I need you to pray for Dudu. His daughter died. I don't know if you heard that. Oh, I didn't hear that. I didn't know that. And uh, also, uh, Joe Johnson's niece died, Sally. Wow. His sister's daughter died from cancer. And then Tommy Ray died. Pray for them, too. Yeah, if you could pray for me yeah. and my mother, because we need a place, and I need to get my own apartment. Amen. It's not like having your own family. Yeah, I know. I know what you're talking about. A lot of people and are... Me, and let me ask you, whatever happened to the... Whatever happened to that people? Did they ever get caught? No, they never got people? caught. No, they never got caught. We uh, uh, we have some information on, on, on the people, but not much, and they never... Let me ask you something. Uh, what is Safka doing at the churches now? You said oh, we're, yeah, Safka's preaching at uh, on the Friday nights. He's doing a series uh, of teachings that he has that he wants to share with the church. So he started last night, and he's going to be continuing all this month uh, on Friday nights. He's going to be preaching uh, for the next three or four weeks. So, you know, we'll just keep him in prayer that the Lord would use him to bring okay. forth the, the word. So, Mugodal, we pray, Mugodal, for Jeremiah, for his mom, Mugodal. An apartment, Mugodal, that you would prepare the place, Lord, that you have ordained for them to live, Mugodal, that they would have a home, Mugodal, that they would have a place, Mugodal. I just pray, Mugodal, as they seek you, Mugodal, as they seek you, they look to the hills, Lord, they look to you. Where does our help come from? Our help comes from the Lord. And I pray that you would help, that you would bless Jeremiah and his mom, Lord, with a place to stay, Lord, with a place to live, Mugodel. And I pray for all of the families, Mugodel, who have lost loved ones this week, Mugodel, Joe Johnson and, and Didi, Mugodel, and Tommy Ray's family, Mugodel, and the people in Houston, Mugodel. I pray for Stevie Midlow, Mugodel. Sally went home to be with you, Lord, and we just pray for the, the family, Mugodel. For Anthony, Amrianka, Mugodel, for Sean and Denise, Mugodel, and the, the boys, and uh, the whole family, Mugodel. And I pray, Mugodel, for the Mitchell family, Mugodel. My Uncle Jimmy came home to you, to the Lord, and Bibi Julie, Mugodel. And I just pray, Lord, that you'd bless the family, bless Walter and Dorothy, Mugodel. Give them comfort and peace, and, and George, and many, and the boys, the family. Lord, I just pray for all of the families who have lost loved ones to, this week. But the, truly, Mugodel, they're not lost. They're with you, Mugodel, because you said, Lord, when we leave this earth, Mugodel, we come to be with you. To be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. So I thank you, Mugodel, for for the salvation and the grace that you've given, Mugodel, for the eternal life, Mugodel, that we all have in you, Mugodel, when we leave this earth. I thank you and I praise you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 God bless you, you, Jeremiah. Happy Lord's Day. Happy Lord's Day. 
let's go back to the to the lines, and we're going to talk to Ferdinand on line one. Hi, Ferdinand. Hi. Hi. How can we help you tonight, my friend? Um, can I ask you a question about? Uh, I've been praying every day. I'm I'm an Uber driver. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Sometimes, every time I wake up in the morning, look like I'm not getting blessed. Look like uh, there was something uh, a bad luck or something. Oh, something happens uh, to me. And I'm also financially, once I have that money, and. Next day, it disappears. I, I don't know. It is, is it the... Uh, now, when you say it disappears, I mean, is it because you spent it or you just don't know where... It, yeah, and uh, it's, it's, is, it, is it the control of the devil's, uh, devil's work or what? Uh, I get cursed or uh, bad luck? No. Or, well, let me ask you this. Let me, my, let uh, me, Ferdinand, let me, let me ask you this. Let me stop you right there. Are yeah. you a Christian? I'm a Catholic. Okay, so... But do you consider yourself a Christian? Are you born again? Have you given your life yes. to Christ? Yes, I've been trying. I've been trying. Sometimes I've been trying to God. Sometimes I'm tired of this. Oh. Why I keep asking, Holy Lord, what did I done? Well, let me ask you. You know, is your relationship with God or is your relationship with the Church? Because you said you're Catholic. Yeah, both. Well, I want to. I want to uh, just. And I have ampl- this. Uh, I got this in uh, Ralph's uh, grocery store. It just has two uh, books. Keep calm and trust God. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And it has everything here. It's, it's about hope, frustration, anxiety, mm-hmm. everything. Uh, I I read this. Uh, well, this uh, prayer stuff in here, and I don't know if uh, God is listening to me or. Well, no, 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 no. Ferdinand, God, God loves you. God loves you. He hasn't cursed you. You know, we don't we don't go by by feelings or circumstances. We go by the word of God. And God tells us that he loves us so much that he sent Jesus. If he didn't keep Jesus back from the cross and if he gave Jesus on the cross because he loves us so much that he wants us to spend eternity with him. What blessing would he hold back from us? You know, I'm going to read to you the scripture that I read earlier. Yeah. I lift up my eyes to the mountains. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. He will not let your foot slip. He who watches over you will does not slumber. Indeed, he who watches over Israel will neither slumber or sleep. The Lord watches over you, Ferdinand. The Lord is your shade at your right hand. The sun will not harm you by day, nor the moon by night. And I'm going to continue here. The Lord will keep you from all harm. He will watch over your life. The Lord will watch over you, your coming and your going, both now and forevermore. If you've given your life to Christ, if you trust in the Lord for your salvation, for your life here on earth, he is in control and he will bless. You are not cursed and there's no such thing as bad luck. There's no such thing as luck at all. God controls your life. And if, if things are happening, they're happening for a purpose and for a reason, and therefore you're good. You know, Jeremiah twenty nine eleven says, I know the plans that I have for you. God knows his plans for you. Right now, his plan for you is to be an Uber driver. But you don't know what his plan is going to be for you tomorrow or next week or next month. You know, God has set your life in order, and he has a plan for your life. And he says it's a plan for your good and for your welfare and to give you a hope for the future. 
So I want you to know that nothing can separate, no circumstance, no situation, no lack of finances or money can separate you from the from the love of God. Romans tells us that, the eighth chapter. Nothing can separate us from the love of God. God loves you immensely. God loves you intimately. God, God, lo- God loves you intensely. And he gave his son that you would have eternal life. So I want you to be encouraged that God loves you and he's in control and all we need to do is pray and seek the Lord. You know, I was praying once about something, and, and it, things didn't turn out the way I wanted it to. But God told me, you pray, do all that you can, and leave the rest to me. Do your best. Do your best. And, and even there, and even there, it's through the power of the Holy Spirit. Ask for power. Every time I've been doing over driving, I spent a lot of time driving. I always talk to God, and, uh, Lord, help me out with this uh, difficult piece of my life. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what to, I don't know what to do now. Well, you know, you know, I do the same. You know, I'm in my truck a lot for my business, for my work, and I do the yeah. same thing. I talk to God in the truck, and I pray, and I seek the Lord many times. And also, I'm listening to the radio. I'm listening to KKLA. I'm listening to the— I, I listen to this one every day. Yeah. There's good teaching, there's good... And you know, the Lord speaks to you. The Lord will speak to you through His message, through His Word, and He comforts you and He gives you encouragement And because He loves you. And He hasn't forgotten about you, Ferdinand. He knows your life from the, from the day you were born to the day that you closed your eyes for the last time. He knows and He delights in you. He loves you and He just wants you to seek Him and do your best and ask for power from the Holy Spirit to just continue in strength and in power to follow him and to just seek his will. Because when we seek his will, we know that he will accomplish his will in our life. Amen? Let me just pray for you right now. Father, I pray for Ferdinand, Lord. I pray for a true knowledge of your love and your grace and your mercy. Lord, I pray, Lord, that you would reveal yourself to him in such a way, Lord, that he would know your love and he would know that how much that you, how much you love him how much your 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 eyes are upon him lord and your hand is on his life father and that you're ordering his steps father i just pray lord that he would experience the touch of your holy spirit the comfort of your peace the comfort that that that, that surpasses anything that this world can give lord i pray lord upon ferdinand a blessing into his life lord that he would know that you're in control and that you're ordering his steps and, Lord, that he would follow you every day of his life, Lord, and that he wouldn't get up, give up or get discouraged, Lord, but that he would continue in your grace and in your mercy. Father, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Can you also pray for me with uh, all those uh, archangels? Well, Father, I just pray, Lord, for your angels to minister to him, Lord, that there yes. would be an army of angels surrounding him, Lord, protecting him, Lord, and that no harm would come to him, Lord, but that your blessing would be upon him in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, God bless you, my friend. Thanks for calling tonight. All right, welcome. Good night. Good night. Uh, let's talk to Joyce on line four. Hi, Joyce, you're on the air. How can we help you tonight? Hello, Joyce. Okay, I'm going to put line four on hold, and we'll talk to Cherry on line five. Hi, Cherry. Hello, how are you doing, Sammy? How is everything? Doing okay, Cherry. Haven't heard from you for a long time. How are you doing? Oh, my God. I'm going through a lot. Yeah? I am homeless again. I don't got anybody except God. God talks to me in the Holy Spirit. I almost died 
I was in Centinella Hospital in Inglewood. Mm-hmm. I'm bad on the needle. Too much of stress. Mugashaya. Mugashaya. It's not the same when my father was alive. Mm-hmm. I, miss, I miss him so much, Sammy, and I miss my brother, a dog. Oh, my mom is not the same. She was never cared for me. I went to do that to my sister with a broken wheelchair. I said, I don't know how I'm going to make it, Lord, but she was just like my mother. Raising 13 of us, and Pastor Ronnie was there. Mm-hmm. I am so hurt because I didn't know what was going on mm-hmm. with my church. And when I went, I seen Pastor Ronnie to my sister, and then when I came back, I seen him in Orange County. I was walking with a walker to the altar. Uh-huh. And now my back, when I started, I had a bad heart attack. I almost died in my sleep. They just, my husband is with me. His name is Adulio Jr. My hair, And when he was hollering on my name, my body is on the bed, but my soul is up to God. And this is a testimony. And I did a lot of things, but God is pulling the wheelchair for me to not go on the road again. I'm tired of being homeless. I am tired of being put out. Nobody loves me but my church. And I miss Pastor Ronnie and Sally so much. And I miss Pastor Sangha. I miss my church a lot. Well, we want to pray, Cherry. God knows your hurt. God knows what you're going through. He knows every hurt that you're feeling. He, he's been he's been through it all. He's, you know, he's been homeless. You know, Jesus was homeless. He said, you know, the birds have nests, and the, the, but the Son of Man has nowhere to lay his head. So he knows your hurt. He knows what you've been going through. He sees everything. And you said, you know, you don't, you know, nobody loves you, but God, God loves you. That's yeah, a, that's we're a, not alone. You know, we were, we're not alone. We know where our help comes from. We know where our help comes from. Our help comes from the Lord. Without Him, I don't know where I'm going to be. So, Mugodal, Mugodal, and that cherry, Mugodal, Mugodal, and that and that Duke, Kaisela, Mugodal, the last two, the Duke, Latar, Mugodal, the last two, a Pachai, Hodina, Kaitrubulla, Mugodal. She said she's so tired, Lord. I pray that you would give her strength, Mugodel. Give her power, Mugodel, to endure and to go forward, Mugodel, to side. That you would provide a home for her, Mugodel. That you would provide a place for her, Mugodel. That she would not be homeless, Mugodel, but that she would have a place to live and to stay and to drive, Mugodel. And Lord, encourage her, Mugodel, through your grace and through your mercy. Encourage her, Lord, to, to, to that she would know, Father, that your love is immense and your love is enough, Lord, to sustain us. Your love, Mugodel, will get us through this world and get us through this life, Mugodel. It's your love that sustains us. It's your love that encourages us. It's your love, Lord, when you show us your mercy and your favor and your grace, Mugodel, that gives us joy. 
Lord, I pray, Lord, that you would give cherry joy, Mugodel, asunav laku glossu, Mugodel, anarav, Mugodel, lakiduk, Mugodel, lakuroimos, Mugodel. But, Lord, though we cry through the night, there's pain through the night, Lord, joy comes in the morning. And I pray, Lord, that the morning would come, that the sun would shine upon her. Lord, the Son of God would shine upon her, Mugodel, that Jesus would show himself in her life, through her life, Mugodel, that you would glorify yourself through cherry in her circumstance, Lord, that her testimony, Mugodel, would be glorifying to you. I pray, Mugodel, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, Lord, bless Cherry. Amen. Amen. It's very important. I argue with my mother, and I said things that I can't tell you. Mm-hmm. She wants me to start back on lithium and held off. Uh-huh. I'm going to the gaje that beat me up where I used to live at in Good and Normandy Century. Hey. They cut me for the last of my leg. So how can it, how can we pray for you? And pray for my husband take this because mm-hmm. it's his job. Right. They support my Asian and they bought us. Hey. I went to the Mormon church. They lost all my papers. Hey. I went to suppose if my daughter is there, the small one. And I engaged them. They helped me to push the suitcase because I couldn't push the wheelchair right. and the suitcase. And when I went there, the Gage told everything in the garbage. They said it's not important. I went to go look for my daughter. Right. Well, Cherry, how can I pray for you, Cherry? What? Pray for my... Take this for my husband. It's not him. Okay. Well, Lord, we pray, for the situation, Mugodel, with Cherry and her mom. We pray for her husband, Mugodel. That you would heal the relationship between Cherry and her mom, Mugodel. That you would show Cherry, that you would reveal to her, Lord, what is your will, Mugodel? How to get help, Lord. Where to look for help. Lord, our help comes to that, Mugodel. But I pray that you would bring people into Cherry's life, Mugodel, that you would give her favor, to help her, Mugodel, and I pray, Lord, all of this according to your will, in Jesus' name. Amen. The important Amen. thing, pray for the court. And Lord, we pray for this court. We pray for the court date, Mugodel, that all would go according to your will, Mugodel. In these legal proceedings, Mugodel, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. And pray for all my brothers and my sisters. And all her brothers and all her sisters, Lord. I and pray, Lord. The the pastors, yes, Lord. We pray for the pastors. And for pastors. Uh, yes, Lord. I'm really proud. But I don't have no right to come to Thank church. You. I lost my access. We praise you, Lord. We ask your blessings in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God, God bless, bless you, Cherry. You. I love you, and have a blessed day. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. Let's uh, take another call, and we're going to talk to Don. Hi, Don. You're on the air. How can we help you tonight? Uh, Sammy, uh, your ministry has done something tonight. And I don't. I had a prayer request when I called in, and uh, I, I, I don't know what to pray for now, so uh, I'll throw... Uh, a prayer request out there that uh, that uh, your ministry uh, that there may be more that uh, ministries that may desire the Holy Spirit and the Scriptures and uh, attend to God's business in this world and not their church business. I'm not supposed to say that to, in front of the churches, but I'll take Jesus over the churches. Well, Father, and thank you 
for being with Jesus. Well, thank you, Don. And Father, we thank you, Lord. I thank you for Don and his faithfulness, Lord. I thank you for his kind words, Father. And I pray, Lord, for the expansion of this ministry, Lord, for the expansion of what you're doing on Friday nights, for what you're doing on Saturday nights, Lord, here at the radio. And I just pray, Lord, that your Lord, that your will would continue, that the power of the Holy Spirit would be seen, Lord, through this ministry, Lord, that you'd use this ministry this time, Lord, for your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, Don. Amen. God bless you. Well, for our other callers, I just want to encourage you to hold on, and uh, we will get to the the, the the calls after the program. I want to continue on our on our message for tonight. You know, uh, last week uh, we had talked about uh, how can I how can I know that I'm saved, and I want to continue with that with that uh, topic tonight. How can I know I'm saved? It's the most important question that we can ever ask ourselves. You know, it's the most important question that that, that, that that was that can ever be asked, to know that you're saved. You know, Nicodemus came to Jesus at night, and he was talking to, to Jesus, and Jesus told him how to be saved. Jesus answered that all-important question. But, you know, people say, oh, we just need to believe in Jesus. We just need to love the Lord <clears throat> and believe in Jesus to put, put your belief to know. You know, is believing in Jesus enough to be saved? You know, is is that the answer? Is believing in Jesus, knowing about Jesus, enough? You know, James 2.19 says, You believe that God is one. You do well. The demons also believe and shudder. You know, that's a, a, a pretty intense scripture. It says, You believe that God is one, and you do well that you believe that God is You believe in God. And you do well to believe in God. But the demons also believe in God. They know that God exists. You know, uh, uh, Satan proved that he knows the Bible. He knows Scripture when he tested Jesus in the, in the wilderness. He said, you know, that it says in the Bible, uh, you know, he said, cast yourself from the pinnacle of the, of the, of the, of the temple and, and the angels will not uh, uh, allow your, your foot. But Jesus said, but the Lord says, but the Bible says, it is written. He answered him with a true scripture. You know, Satan twisted scripture. You know, he said, turn these, if you're the son of God, turn these rocks to bread. And Jesus said, thou shalt not tell, that God, that man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. He told us the true scriptures. Satan will twist scripture because he knows scripture. He believes in God and he shudders. Says the demons shudder. They shudder in fear. But they're not saved. So believing that Jesus is or believing in God is not enough. You know, Jesus said in Matthew seven twenty one, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father who is in heaven will enter. Many will say to me on that day, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name and in your name cast out demons and in your name perform many miracles? And then I will declare to them, never, I never knew you. Depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. So even those who preached, even those who who healed, even those who prophesied, it doesn't matter what you do. It matters what he has done. So you could know God. You could know, I'm sorry, not know God. You can know about God. You can believe in God. You can even preach and teach. You can even prophesy. You can even cast out demons and still not be saved. He says, depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. Belief in God 
is not enough. What does it take to be saved? How can I know that I'm saved? Well, Jesus told Nicodemus that it takes a true life-changing experience, a born-again experience with the Son of God to be truly saved. Jesus said in John 3, 3, it says, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. There's the answer, to be born again. Jesus said in John fourteen six, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. We need Christ. We need Jesus. We need that born-again experience. We need that life-changing experience that comes when we know him. Not know about him, but know him. When we have that relationship, that experience with him, you know, but you say, how do I know if I'm saved? How do I know if I'm born again? How can I have that assurance that I've been born again? You know, well, that, 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 that poses another question. Well, what is the outward evidence? You know, being born again is an inward work. Something that happens on the inside. It's not what you do. It's not going to church. It's not being baptized. You know, these are all things that Christians do, but these things don't make you a Christian. Going to church doesn't make you born again. Reading the Bible doesn't, it's when you internally bring in the, when you allow God to do an internal work that you're born again. You know, what you do doesn't save you. It's what Christ has done in you. That saves you. So what is the outward evidence of an inward work? What do we, how can we see on the outside what God has done on the inside? What is the evidence? And we touched on this last week and I, I gave five examples and I want to just, just continue with those five examples. And so what is the outward work of an inward, what is the outward evidence of an inward work? And we were saying, I was saying last week <coughs> that, you know, it's a changed life. Are you living a changed life? Has something changed? Has your life totally, completely been, been, been radically changed? Has there been radical change in your life? Are you living the same now as you did before you were a Christian? Or are you living a changed life since you've become a Christian? Are you living differently? 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things have passed away, and behold, new things have come. So the old is gone. The old life is gone. The old habits, the old uh, 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 things that you used to do, all those things have gone away. The lying, the cheating, the, the swearing, whatever was your problem, whatever was in your life, the old things that went against God's word, the old things that went against God's will, the things that displeased God, those things are gone. And now you're pleasing God because you've changed. You've changed. You have become a new creature, a new creation. You know, Ephesians 4.20 says, But you did not learn Christ in this way. If indeed you have heard him and have been taught in him, just as truth is in Jesus, that in reference to your, and here it is, in reference to your former manner of life, the way you used to live. He's talking about if you've 
if you've heard Christ, if you've listened to Christ, if you've internalized Jesus Christ in your life, if you've been born again, here I'm talking about your old, your former manner of life that you have laid aside the old self which is being corrupted in accordance with the lusts of deceit, and that you have been now here it is you have been renewed in the spirit of your mind, and you have put on the new self which is in the likeness of God has been created in righteousness and holiness of the truth. Now that's a lot of that's a lot of big talk, but what he's saying is you have taken off the old life. You've taken off that old garment. It's, this is exactly what it's talking about. You took off the old, ugly, battered, uh, sinful garment of your life, and you've put on, you have put on a new garment, a new garment, and that new garment is the righteousness of Jesus Christ. You're living a different life. It says, put on the new self which is in the likeness of God, which in the likeness of God, has been created in the righteousness and holiness of the truth, the truth of Jesus Christ. Romans 12.2 says, Therefore, my brethren, I urge you by the mercies of God to present your bodies a living and holy sacrifice, acceptable to God, which is your spiritual service of worship. And do not be conformed. Do not take on the manner of. Don't be like the world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you may prove, now this is the outward evidence, <coughs> so that you may prove what the will of God is, that which is good and acceptable and perfect. So there is an outward evidence of an inward work. We have been changed. We have been transformed. We are a new creature. We're living a different life. If you're truly a Christian, if you've truly been born again, you can't continue in your old ways. Your desire, your will now is to be changed, transformed, renewed, and live a new life. Different from the world. Different from the world. Different from what the world value is. So that's the first example. Are you living a changed life? If you're born again, you're living a changed life. Are you battling with sin? Second example, are you battling with sin? Are you having a fight? Are you in a war with sin? Are you defeating sin in your life every single day? Paul grappled with this, and he says in Romans 7.21, it says, I find then... The principle that evil is present in me. We all battle with sin. Even Paul battled with sin. He said there's evil present in him. The old nature tries to come back. The old nature tries to get a hold of his of his life. It says, I find that evil is present in me. The one who wants to do good. I want to do good, he says. For I joyfully concur with the law of God. I, I, I love the law of God. I agree with the law of God in my inner man, he says. But I see a different law. In the members of my body, my flesh. There's a diff, you know, the, the, the inner man, the born again man wants to do, wants to uh, 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 obey the law of God, the principles of God, the morals of God. My inner man wants to do that, but my flesh wants to obey the flesh. Waging war, Paul says, waging war against the law of my mind and making me a prisoner of the law of sin, which is in my members. Wretched man that I am, who will set me free from the body of this death? And then he goes on, thanks be to God through Jesus Christ our Lord. So then, on the 
one hand, I myself, with my mind, am serving the law of God, but on the other, with my flesh, the law of sin. He says he's in a battle. He's in a war. The flesh is against the, the spirit, and the spirit is against the flesh. And who will rescue him? Thanks be to God through Jesus Christ. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I can win the battle of war. No temptation has come against man that is not common to man, but with each temptation, God gives the opportunity, the ability to escape. So we're at war with sin. The born-again Christian is at war with sin. There's a battle going on. Don't think that once you get that once you get born again or once you become a Christian, that there is that, that sin doesn't have an effect in your life anymore. Yes, sin does have an effect. It will try and grab you. It will try and get you. You know, even when Jesus uh, uh, defeated Satan in the wilderness, he defeated temptation every time. You know, the devil wasn't finished with him. It says at the end of his temptation that Satan left him for a more opportune time. So even then, even after being defeated by by, by Jesus. Jesus overcame every temptation. Satan still had something to try. Satan will never stop trying to tempt you. We are in a war, in a war with sin. We are in a war with sin, and we need to be in a battle. We need to be fighting the battle. We need to be taking on the armor of God. And in Ephesians, it says, Ephesians 6, it says that, Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. Put on the full armor of God so that you will be able to stand firm against the schemes of the devil. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, not against people, but against rulers, against powers, against the world forces of this darkness, against the spiritual forces of wickedness in heavenly places. So we're dealing with a, with a, a demonic force, a, a, a temptation, and sin is in the world, and we need to put on the armor of God. We need to be in a war. You don't put armor on to go to work. You put armor on to go to war. So we need to be in the war. We need to be in the fight. Not enough Christians are in the fight. So many Christians today who claim to be born again are just living according to the flesh. And God hasn't called us to live according to the flesh. He's called us to live according to the Spirit, to be in the war, to be defeating temptation every single day, on a daily basis, to be defeating temptation, defeating sin in our mind, soul, and body. That's our, our next example. Another example is, are we in a constant surrender to God? Are we constantly surrendering our life? Is every door to our heart open? Is every room in our, in our, in our soul available to God? Are we surrendering to God? Or are we having certain doors that are closed? Saying, Lord, I give you my life, except over here or except over there. No, we are to be, we are to be totally and completely surrendered to God. I read it before, Romans 12, 1 and 2. It says, I urge you, brethren, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies a living and holy sacrifice acceptable to God, which is your spiritual service of worship. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, so that you may prove what the will of God is, that which is good and acceptable and perfect. We are to be surrendering ourselves to God on a daily basis. Matthew 16 says, Then Jesus said to his disciples, If anyone wishes to come after me, in other words, if you want to be a Christ follower, if you want to be a Christian, he must, he goes on, he says, He must deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whoever wishes to save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. 
For what will it profit a man if he gains the whole world and forfeits his soul? Or what will, it, what will a man give in exchange for his soul? We need to pick up our cross. That means we, we bear the burden of sin in defeating sin every day. We surrender to God daily on a daily. Pick up your cross. Pick up your cross and follow Christ. He says, if anyone wishes to come after me, are you a Christian? Are you? And that's what the, and here's what the word Christian means. Christ follower, Christ-like. Are you a Christian? Well, he says, if you're a Christian, you need to pick up your cross on a daily basis and follow me. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 says, trust in the Lord. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. And do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him, and he will make your path straight. Trust in the Lord. Don't trust in yourself. Don't trust in the world. Don't trust in all of your own abilities. Trust in the Lord. Well, well, I'm running out of time, but I want to get to these next two points. It's, it says, uh, we need to be, here's another outward evidence of an inward work. We need to be loving the brethren. Are you a loving person? And this is one of the toughest ones, guys. I know. Are you a loving person? Are you showing love to the brethren? Are you showing love to other Christians? Are you showing love to people? You know, I was just at a meeting uh, two weeks ago with Frank Sontag, and, and he gave his, 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 his testimony on how he listened to his best friend who, who was a, a, a believer in uh, in new age like he was and how that his best friend became a christian and started hammering him with scripture and just telling him and witnessing to him and just 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 really just sharing with him and the only reason that he listened was because he knew that this person loved him he received he was able to receive the word of god because even in in his opposition to the word of god he hated scripture he hated the bible he said but he listened because he knew this person loved him. Are you loving? It says, we know that we have passed out of death into life because we love the brethren. He who does not love abides in death. Everyone who hates his brother is a murderer. And you know that no murderer has eternal life. So we need to be loving. You know, First Corinthians, Paul says, if I speak with the tongues of men and of angels, but do not have love, I have become a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. And he goes on. And I, I, I would love to read the next, all the next verses, but we, we don't have time. But if you don't have love as a Christian, you're a noisy gong, a clanging cymbal. If I speak with the tongues of men and of angels, but do not have love. If I have the gift of prophecy, and I know all mysteries, I have all knowledge, and I have all faith so that I can remove mountains, but do not have love, I am nothing. We are nothing if we don't have love. And here's the most important outward evidence that you are saved, that you've been born again. A consistent dependence on a loving relationship with our Heavenly Father. Did you hear that? The most important evidence that we have that we are saved is if we have a constant daily dependence on our loving relationship, a loving relationship with our Heavenly Father. John uh, seventeen three, Jesus says, this is eternal life, that they, that's us. He's talking about them. He's talking about they, us, Christians, all of those who would come to a knowledge of Jesus Christ, all of those who would come to a saving faith, all of those who would be born again. And this is eternal life, that they, that we may know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. This is eternal life, to know 
God the Father, to have a relationship. Listen to this in Jeremiah 23. He says, Thus says the Lord, Let not a wise man boast of his wisdom, and let not the mighty man boast of his might. Let not a rich man boast of his riches, but let him who boasts boast of this, that he understands and knows me. Wow! If you're going to boast, boast about this, that you know the Lord, that you have a relationship with God, that he understands and knows me, that I am the Lord who exercises loving kindness, justice, righteousness on earth, for I delight in these things, declares the Lord. I'll leave you with this, Philippians 3.10, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection. I pray that you would know him and the power of his resurrection. If you haven't done that yet, would you pray with me right now and receive the Lord? Would you receive this loving relationship with Jesus Christ? Just repeat these words. Father, I come to you now a sinner, and I ask for your forgiveness. Cleanse me and wash me in the blood of Jesus Christ, who died on the cross for me. I receive and I accept, and I desire to be born again, to be changed, to be renewed. Father, accept me into your loving relationship and save me. Forgive me from my sins, and I will follow you from this night on. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, if you prayed that prayer, and if you believe, and if you trust, and if you come into a relationship and allow him to make you born again, you are a saved creature, a new creation. And I pray that the Lord's blessing be upon you. I thank you for joining me tonight. I hope you enjoyed the program. We'll get to our listeners who have been faithfully and waiting on the line to talk and to pray. We'll talk to you just in a second. I hope you'll join us for Friday, uh, Friday's meeting in Arcadia. And come back and listen. Be here at KKLA next Saturday night at midnight, and we'll do this all again. God bless you. God bless you, and good night. J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.